Hey, pass me a beer. I told you! I've never seen that glass before. I've either. Did you know there was a traditional IPA glass? Look, at least promise me you won't drink. Alcohol always leads to trouble. Hey, who wants to play drink the beer? No, it's a traditional IPA glass. It looks like a looks like that, but with a dildo on the bottom of it. Right here. <laughs> you win. All right. What do I win? Another beer. Just have a cup of coffee. Let's take a glass and put a dildo on the bottom of it. It looks like and a rib. Let's drink IPAs out of this. It looks like Let's... a ribbed ribbed dildo. It's for her pleasure, I guess. Bear it is. Coffee. Beer. You're gonna use rib dildo in our next intro, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have so much trouble talking? I kill for a beer. <gasps> Cheap beer and a sympathetic ear. Step right oh, up. I'm ready. Then let's go. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining the. Uh, Podcast. I'm Adam, and of course, up there in the frozen tundra of Green Bay is Chad, and uh, we are here to drink beer and talk about it. That's what we do. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to the show. And it is just a few days before New Year's. Maybe we should talk about that. We weren't going to talk about that. We could mention that too. Um, but uh, today on on tap, <laughs> get it on tap. We're talking about beer. Um, on tap, we are going to do a little <laughs> bit different today. Um, normally in the past two shows, we have gotten the exact same beer, cracked it, talked about it, and drank it. But we're finding that to be a little bit more difficult than we expected. So, we're doing different This is going to be exciting. Today. Yeah. We're, but oh, yeah. The, the caveat about today is we're doing two beers, different beers. You're doing one, I'm doing another, but they're two beers we've never, two styles we've never had. So, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, you know, episode three, and we're already we're already changing things up here to keep it exciting. <laughs> so we won't, changing. we won't, uh, we're not, we're not going to do this every single time. I mean, if we can get the same beer, we will certainly review the same beer. So if we can, we can, if we can't, uh, we won't. It's not going to stop the yeah. show. It's, we're just going to keep doing this. And I think, um, I, the styles that we've chosen today is, is, kind of the exciting part for both of us as adam said neither of us have had either one of these styles so adam what are you going to drink today i am drinking a scottish ale they call it lap wing scottish ale by sketchbook brewing in evanston illinois that's what i have today excellent and i have chosen an american barley 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 american barley wine ale from bells called third coast old ale yeah, so these are these are two styles. I've never had a Scotch ale before. Um, I actually had to look it up to to figure out what it was. I've heard of barley wine all the time, yeah, but I've, I've never had one. I haven't either. That's that I'm. I can't wait to open this thing up. So it's yeah, so let's do that. Uh, so we are going. We're going to crack them here, but we are doing this show a little different. If you've listened to episodes uh, one and two, I've, I've cracked my can, um, and. Typically, what we will do is pour the beer at the beginning here, talk about it. Um, man, this looks good. Uh, we'll talk about the beer and uh, take some sips, give our initial impression, and then we'll go ahead and talk about some stuff. And then we will talk once we get halfway through the beer. We're going to talk about the beer now, how it how it tastes at that point, at the halfway point, what's changed, if anything, and then we'll keep talking about stuff, and then we'll finally finish up giving it an untapped rating 
and our final impressions of the beer. Now, today, since we are both doing separate beers, we will talk about our beers individually. And I'm sure you can hear my dogs in the background going crazy, but that's what you get for recording at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, um, this is the first time we've done a date. <laughs> yeah, a daytime. A daytime podcast. Day drinking. Because we've done so many. Um, okay, so so this Scotch Ale, uh, the can is really kind of cool. It's, it's Sketchbook, and I can show the candy. It's, it's Sketchbook um, Brewing. And so they are, uh, just from reading their stuff, they are into art. So I got there for the name Sketchbook. Um, so just off the can, um, minimal hops, complex secondary malt flavors, including earthy notes, caramel flavors, Hint of peat in the finish. This style is often referred to in Scotland as wee heavy, W-E-E. Um, and share it's it with friends. I'm not going to share this with friends. Are you crazy? Uh, this is um, Sketchbook Brewing there out of Evanston, Illinois. Uh, two buddies decided to start a brewery, Caesar and Sean, and they, um, they're they homebrewers like everybody. Like we've heard now pretty much every time they're homebrewers. Um, they first opened up in November of 2014. They opened their tap room in 2016. The one thing really interesting about this one is this is a quote unquote community supported brewery, which I kind of think all of them are community supported, but they have memberships um, where you can join and they have two six month and two 12 month memberships. So each month you would get one growler or two growlers, depending on how much you want to pay. So you'd pay one flat fee of $133. And for six months, you get two growlers a month. I haven't seen a brewery like that. I haven't either. That's really cool. That is kind of cool. They call it CSB, Community Supported <clears throat> Brewing. Doing our CSB. Um, I there's two other really cool things about this brewery that have really have nothing to do with the the beer in particular about to drink. And then I'll let you get back to your your part of the review here. Is they have an awesome website. Uh, oh, the sketchbook website. Yeah, the sketchbook website is really cool. I love how it all kind of moves, and it's it's very easy to read everything. Uh, so, uh, great job on that sketchbook. Nice website. Also, yeah. uh, the beers. Was that? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, I love breweries that can. And the other thing that's really cool that I love when a brewery does this is is they can in sixteen ounce cans. That's yeah. oh, that's one that. of my. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things ever. Don't waste this, my time with 12 ounce cans, please. Yeah. <laughs> Bottles, I get it. You can't do that, but I will. I, I suppose you could, but um, every, uh, can you hear that when it rings? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That'd be funny. That's all right. Whatever. I mean, we got, we got dogs in the background. We got people vacuuming. What are you ready to get into? It's life. So, yeah. Okay. So sketchbook. Excellent job on the website. Awesome that you can your your beers in sixteen ounce um, in sixteen ounce cans. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just want to mention that cool stuff. Adam, back to you for the, the review. <laughs> yeah. well, so, so the Lapwing Scotch Ale it is a seven point six ABV, twenty eight IBU. So obviously not um, not bitter really at all. Um, and looks like on Untapped it's a three point eight nine rating with three hundred fourteen ratings. It's not a ton of ratings. I don't even know how long they've been making this. Um, Beer Advocate does say that they make this on a rotating schedule, so I don't know how often it's actually out there. Um, now, this Scotch Ale, I've never had this style of beer before. Um, so just I had to read up on it a little bit. Um, and 
basically if any of you guys are beer geeks and like to brew like like I do, um, they go through a long boil in the kettle to caramel to caramelize the wort, um, to give it that deep brown color. And um, they're sweeter, fuller bodied. Um, they have higher in alcohol, which what did I say is a seven point six? Yeah, I guess that's higher than uh, than normal. And what else? Um, you're supposed to drink this out of a thistle glass, which we were just discussing. I'd never even heard of a thistle glass uh, at all. So nope, me either. I, I don't have a thistle glass. And when I originally looked this up, it said I was supposed to drink it out of a normal pint glass. So that's what I do have. So bite me. Um, also, the ingredients <laughs> on this are generally Kent Golding bite hops. Thistle <laughs> bite me, thistle glass. Uh, Kent Golding hops. The malts are usually pittish. Pittish? British pale ale, crystal honey meal, uh, pale chocolate, Munich, and um, roasted barley. And they use just, of course, an ale yeast. That is mine. And I will toss it over to you. What you got? And that was all very easy for you to say. It was. It was very easy. I didn't stumble a lot. I even started. Let me take my sip first. Hang on a second. Take your sip. Give us first impression. Yeah, very smooth. Definitely. It's very malty. There's, I mean, there's not many hops in here. It doesn't have a hop forward flavor really at all. You can definitely smell the aroma is all malt. Um, it's good. I like it. This is this is one I could you know definitely probably sit back and drink several of these in the day. And because New Year's is coming, maybe I just will do that. So. <laughs> I'll keep drinking mine. You go talk about yours. All right. So I'm drinking uh, the American barley wine ale from Bell's. Uh, Comstock, Michigan is where they are, they are based out of the, uh, the bottle on this uh, is a brown bottle with a two color, uh, label, kind of a winish red color, uh, against a white background. It's called third coast ale. So it's a beach, beachy looking scene. Um, so very classy looking label. Um, there are two types of barley wine, which I, I just learned this today. Uh, there's a, an American barley wine and an English barley wine. Well, there you go. I didn't and, even know. Yeah. So the barley, this is actually, this style of beer is really, really old. Uh, going back to, according to Wikipedia, ancient Greece. When, really? Uh, yeah. They were, this beverage was referred to as Krithinos Oinos. Bless you. Barley. It's, bar, it's barley wine. <laughs> um. So the first beer to be marketed, though, as a barley wine was from Bass. Uh, the, back in 1870, Bass called it the number one ale. And then Anchor Brewing brought it to the United States in 1976 with its old foghorn barley wine style ale. Wait, that was, you said Anchor did that? Anchor Brewing, yeah. Oh, 1976. Wow. Yep. The uh, uh, barley wine was two words prior to that. They made it one word uh, uh, right. because they were afraid that the word wine being separate on a beer label would displease the regulators. Oh. So barley okay. wines are typically eight to 12% by volume. This one is up there at 10.2%. Um, the American style, which is what I have again, is going to be a little more hoppy and bitter um, colors, amber to light Brown. This one, as I have poured it into a snifter is um, it's brown. I wouldn't say it's amber or light brown. It is a brown, brown color. <clears throat> and uh, I know Adam yeah. can see this. Those of you listening cannot, but that's a brown. Um, actually, kind of a dark brown. Um, the English style tends to be less bitter, 
uh, have a very little hop flavor and ranges in color from a red gold to an opaque black. Uh, so this one, uh, this American barley wine is uh, on the darker side. Uh, an interesting quote here in, um, in Wikipedia, I guess Michael Jackson, uh, before he passed, liked barley wine. And he had one from Smittix. Uh, he quote, he's quoted as saying, this is a very distinctive beer with an earthy hoppiness, a wininess, and lots of fruit and toffee flavors. So we're, we're sitting here quoting Michael Jackson now? Michael Jackson is now a part of our podcast history. Wow. All right. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, this, as I said, is a 10.2%. Uh, another interesting thing about barley wines, the shelf life is unlimited. You can let these sit in your uh, fridge, your cellar, wherever you keep your alcohol uh, for as long as you would like. And on their label, it says, go ahead, test your patience, which I'm not going to do. Uh, I've already cracked it and poured it. So is it the same I, thing I, that I, happens over time. Like is it, is it supposed to improve the flavor or increase the alcohol or what? Yeah, it says uh, it's sharply intense at first. If you leave it on your, in your cellar, it will age gracefully adding complexity and subtlety. If you let it sit. I might have to get Which, some to let it sit. Yeah, I might buy another one or two of these. Just let them sit around for a while, um, as long as I like this. Um, I'm assuming that I'm going to. Um, I love beer. I love wine. Um, yeah, if you combine the two together, what do you got? Yeah. I mean, it's, now, it's according to craftbeer.com, it says this is higher in bitterness. Do you see, do you, do you see an untapped? Well, you just you just sound like a robot for a second. Say that again. My goodness. Uh, did you see on <laughs> Untapped what the IBUs were? Or did you already say it and I just didn't hear? Oh, uh, I did not. I, I have stuff from Mobcraft on Untapped right now, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Bell's Barley Wine. Just so I can give you guys in our uh, IBU. I might have to go get some of these, huh? Some more interesting than I thought. Um, according to craftbeer.com, the food pairings is beef cheek, um, strong blue cheese, which I don't like, and rich desserts. Not poor desserts. They need to be rich. There's a Sierra Nevada has a Bigfoot Old Numbskull by Alesmith Brewing and Toad Choker Barley Wine by Nine Band Brewing Company. There's a bunch of them out there. Uh, so this is uh, this is up there in IBUs, um, fifty-two. Okay. So it's going to be. I mean, it's as an American barley wine is supposed to be a little a little more on the bitter side. So. Um, What's your ABV? How good you going to be feeling? Ten point two percent. Oh yeah. So. Nice. I can smell the caramel, right up front. It has a little bit of a whiny. A whiny scent to it, but I really get the caramel on on the on the smell. I am drinking it out of a, a snifter glass. Good, you're doing it appropriately. I'm doing it appropriately. I was able to pour the entire 12 ounces into the snifter. I had about an inch and a half head on it to begin with. That has dissipated completely uh, down to just a uh, thin layer of head on top. And here is my first sip. 
Nummy, nummy, nummy. We got beer in our tummies. That's delicious. <laughs> I may have to go. I may have to go get some tonight. Now I really want to try it. Mm, that is really, really good. Caramel for sure. Um, I can. I, I get the the hoppiness. Uh, it is bitter. Uh, not bitter like. I mean, it's not bitter like a strong IPA or anything, but um, it's it's definitely. I can I can see the fifty two. IBU rating for sure. Being a 10.2 uh, ABV, I don't, it doesn't have a high alcohol taste to me though, uh, which is really good. I, I, I don't mind drinking high alcohol beers. Um, I mean, why wouldn't I? But sometimes the higher the alcohol, the more odd the flavor becomes to me. So right. I, I really like a beer in that five to 7% range. Um, but this one at 10.2, I, I don't, I don't get a high alcohol content flavor on this one. So you don't taste the burn or the heat like they usually. Mm-mm. That's pretty cool. That's no, not nice. at all. Yeah. Uh, so now what, takes, what I, go ahead. I, I just, I just want to say there's one last thing here before we move on to something else here. It tastes just like they describe it. It has a, a caramel base. It's, it's hoppy and bitter. It's, I mean, you read a description of a beer sometimes and you're like, yeah, I, I, sometimes I can get it. Sometimes I don't. This one, I totally get everything that they, they say here. Just, as far as description goes, it's a very simple description. It's, it's exactly as described. Uh, yeah. So the other, the only thing I would say about the, uh, this beer before we move on, um, other than the, uh, the description, which again was just wow, spot on is the food pairing. And Bell's has a food pairing on their website. Oh, Bell's gives you a recommendation. That's nice. They, do. Uh, they call this the cognac of the beer world. Uh, my initial impression oh. of that is, is spot on as well. Um, really? In the, in the, on the, the distill side of alcohol, cognac and brandy are my favorites followed by uh, whiskey and scotch. So this beer is going to get, I mean, it starts out high for me. It's going to get a good rating. I can already tell you that, but it's, um, this beer uh, will easily say this is this beer will easily overpower most main dishes. So instead, pair it with intensely sweet non-chocolate desserts, chocolate hazelnut tort, toffee, caramel cheesecake, or cheeses like blue, bell giosia, creamy gorgonzola, stilton double. Blah, okay, so some other cheeses they go on and say. So <laughs> cheeses, desserts, not a main dish beer. Wow, I might have to go pick some up just to try it. Yeah, so um, I would I would rate the sketchbook Lapwing Scotch Ale for my first rating at a three seven five. It's good. I think it's that's higher than I've rated the other two. I think, but this is like one of those beers. I think I could just I could easily just pop this open, sit, hang out, and drink it. You know what I mean? It's it's good. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't leave any type of bad flavors in your mouth. There's nothing really. I can't really say anything negative about it. Um, except it just doesn't like wow me like oh dude this is you know what I mean it's a good beer it's a really good beer so what's your rating well my my initial rating is is going to be a four or five uh this Ooh, this you this wowed me this one did wow yeah. me right off the bat uh, uh, see now now I do have to go get it tonight if I can find it somewhere yeah it's I I was looking at my untapped beers um 
you know, and I don't have thousands of check-ins yet, like like some people do. I think I have 250 some unique check-ins. And I looked at my my fives, and I think I've got seven or eight fives. Um, and one that actually there's one on there that shouldn't be a five, and there's another one that's a four seven five that should be a five. But anyway, uh, it, it's I I try not to give something a five unless I, I mean unless I absolutely love it. So start this one yeah. starting out a four or five. I mean, it's probably easily going to finish at a four or five, but it could finish higher. It's, I don't, I couldn't sit here and drink this one uh, all day long, obviously, without a 10.2. Um, but to start the day drinking or finish the day drinking, this would be easily a favorite. Very, very nice. So that's our initial impressions of these beers, having just cracked them open, giving you some initial, initial thoughts, giving you some history on the breweries and background on these beers. Um, now we're going to move on, talk a little, about, a little bit about stuff while we drink. Once we get to the halfway point, which I think I may be, I'm, I'm getting close already, but once we get to the halfway yeah. point, we will stop and talk about, you know, has this changed at all? Because, you know, as being beer drinkers, you kind of know as you drink it, your first impression is not always what you end up with. Um, went out, just side note, I went out drinking with Chad, or not with Chad, with Jake the other night. Um, to a cool little craft beer place yeah, here. Be on the podcast. Yeah, we got to get him on. Um, cool little craft beer place around here. They have a lot of different beers. But Jake is probably the first person that I've met who rates a beer higher at the beginning than as he drinks, he goes lower, 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 lower. Like to him, really? the beer gets worse as he drinks it. <laughs> Which I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like I've never, ever seen that before. So it's just interesting to see how different people think about their beers and drink their beers and all that stuff. So uh, moving on, the next topic of discussion is a brewery that I've known about, but I've actually never looked a lot into. Now that I've looked into it, it's really, really cool. Um, it's a brewery and it's yeah, actually out of Milwaukee. We have to make it. It's in Milwaukee. So Madison, Madison, Madison. No, I'm looking at their website right now. Okay. Oh yeah. Mad oh, you're right. Milwaukee. <laughs> Look at, it's right there. It says Milwaukee. <laughs> 505 Fifth Street, man. Um, which is better because Milwaukee is easier for both of us to get to. So um, that's true. Yeah. So uh Mobcraft beer, Mobcraft Brewing. Um, they are how how would you describe them, Chad? This is a crowdsourced uh brewery. So crowdsourced people that's submit what I was looking for. Yes. So people submit ideas for a beer, and or it can be too. any. Any any recipe, any idea of this flavor should go with this flavor. And you could submit something that's like, I want guys make a beer that's that's uh pepperoni and, and pasta. Ew. And if it can be done and they think they could sell it, um, they might try to make it. And what they do is that they the crowdsource part of this is where they allow people to vote on it. Essentially, and I, I haven't mm -hmm. actually seen, I don't know, you may know, Chad, do they do this via their Facebook page? Do they do it on their website? Like, how do they, where do they get the voting from? Do you have to be a member to vote? Like, um, I know they do some sort of subscription thing where they will send out, here's, here's the ideas. Uh, I don't know if it's based on just a newsletter or. I'm on their, um, I'm on their mailing list now, so we'll see, but. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't know. I honestly can't say for sure. I, it would surprise me if they used Facebook, um, just because they're going to. That's that's hard to control, you know. Yeah. What people submit, so I would think it's a little bit more more oh, controlled than that. 
I found it on their website. So if you go on their website, when you go to the crowdsourced beer section, um, the vote. So I'm just reading directly off their their website, mobcraftbeer.com um, slash how underscore it underscore works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one pre-order equals one vote. So you pre-order the beer or you pre-order a beer and that equals you get one vote. The votes oh, yes. start. The votes start. The first of the month ends when the batch is sold out, or the twenty-first of the month, whichever comes first. Um, cards are not charged until the beer wins. After you have found a beer that you want us to brew and you are ready to pre-order, click pre-order yours. Um, blah 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 blah. So that's that's interesting. So it's a crowdsourced brewery essentially. Now I don't know. Do they do they do? Regular never beer that they a regular rotation of beers that they make, but then they do this crowdsourced thing on the side, or is it pretty much just the whole shebang is crowdsourced? Do you know? It's all crowdsourced, but they their their top their top beers, their winners that they they call them, um, are available on a fairly large, um, fairly large scale, but they do sell out. So, um, and do they keep those going for a period of time? Like if I find one, I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. Is it going to be gone in six months? You don't know when it's going to be gone. It's available till it's sold out. Gotcha. That's interesting. Now, I I will say, though, that that a lot of these, um, there's a bunch of them that they've made. Yeah. Um, I'm going back to, like, the very beginning here, August of 2013. So they had uh, the Blood Orange Hefeweizen that was available. That was August 2013. That's sold out. However, if you go to December... The next re- or next release is September th- 2013, Chocolate Banana Stout. That's sold out. Go to December 2013, Night and Day Vanilla Black Ale. That's still available. Oh, okay. okay. Go to January 2014, Mayan Chocolate Chili Ale. Sold out. So it's they make it, and it's just available until it's sold out. Vanilla Wafer Porter. I've had that. It's on my untapped um, review. In fact, I think I, this is one of the fives that I have. It's still available. I just saw it in the store the other day. So... Nice. You, you just you just don't know. Um, it, it all depends. And if you go on, on their site, I just found. If you go on their site, you can see where it's available. And obviously, it's all over Wisconsin. It is in. There's actually one of my favorite liquor stores. Um, it's actually there. Apparently, they say some Mobcraft. I've never noticed before. They do have a presence in Michigan, and it looks like a tiny little bit, maybe in the Quad Cities over in Iowa. Um, but other than that. Yeah, and it's not just um, beer store purchased. You can sometimes you can find this on tap. There's a place yeah. in Appleton uh, called Milwaukee Burger, and they they have they regularly have Mobcraft brews on tap. Uh, this is this is a burger place that's got they probably have forty taps, and Mobcraft is typically there. So that's that's another kind of cool thing. You can this is this is a, I was probably uh, the majority of their their barrels are canned, but they do uh, distribute to s- certain bars around Wisconsin and probably Southern Illinois yeah. and Northern Illinois, Southern Wisconsin, Northern Illinois. What is interesting though, when you look on their map, um, it's, if you do find their, find our beer on their website um, and you back out, cause it's all over, of course, Wisconsin, Northern Illinois, um, a couple of Minnesota, Iowa, over in Michigan. But if you back out, you'll see there's one little spot in Kentucky. Beaver Dam, Kentucky. I think it's kind of funny. There's Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, just down the road. <laughs> um, they also, though, note 
what states are able to pretty much participate. Because uh, there are some states, especially like Arkansas, Tennessee, Miss, Mississippi, Alabama, that do not allow them to ship beer into the state. So you couldn't sit here and and pre-order and get the beer delivered to you. You basically cannot participate. Wouldn't work for you. Um, and then they list the states that they're able to. So that's that's really cool. This what I like about this is that it, it is it's crowdsourced. It's the people's choice. You know, they're not just making beers they think will be good and then making us buy those uh it's beers that you know that everybody votes on and, it, and you know they're able to make it, it they are they're making beers for their fan beer for their fans which i think, I think is, is awesome. i think we need to uh talk with the women and get uh time to go uh because they have the tap room they have the the brew tours as well i think it'd be awesome it would be awesome um, yeah. I, I was just looking at my untapped list. I kind of, I, I, I'm liking how we're doing this show because I kind of feel like some, some, some podcasts I listen to, I kind of feel like these guys are experts in everything and maybe they research ahead of time, but we were kind of just, <laughs> we're just on the fly here <laughs> and we're showing you guys, we love to drink beer. We love craft beer. We're not experts in it. Uh, yeah. we're kind of, you know, we, we know a little, but we're learning a lot as we go. So that's, that's kind of fun. Well, um, I hope it, it, it's kind of like. Like, you know, you, the listener, sitting around talking to your buddies, you know, even another buddy who's maybe into craft beer. And that's kind of how this whole idea got started. We were just sitting around talking about craft beer and we kind of wouldn't shut up about craft beer. And they were like, why, why don't we record these conversations that we're having about craft beer? I mean, it just makes sense. Um, Yeah. It's it's the same thing as sitting around drinking beer and saying, you know, oh, I heard this about this place. And then everybody grabs their phone and looks at it like, oh, okay. Well, now now we know. And that's kind of what we're doing here. So there's only a device that we can find out. What I was starting to say though is I went to my untapped list and I've had one, two, three, four, five mobcraft brews. Damn, I've had the double check, the oddball, batshit crazy, vanilla wafer porter, laughing clown. And um the so the surprising one is is their oddball, which is a Kolsch. I love Kolsch's, uh, but I gave it a three. Everything else, um four, three, seven, five. Five on the vanilla wafer porter. That's one of my fives, and four two five. So they've got a lot more that I haven't tried, but everything that I have tried, I really did like. My cutoff is three. If it's below three, I'm I really don't care if I have it again. So three and above, I I really liked it, and everything I've had from them, I really liked. I would almost think that if you find one like you're like this is a five, I love this, and you got to go back out and buy it kind of quickly because you don't know where case, if it's yeah. going to be around. Yep. It'll be interesting I, when we go visit. I would love to talk to somebody and, and just maybe even get them on the show. That'd be cool too. Um, but just understand yeah. how it works. You know, if you have one that's selling like you know insane, do you put that thing back in and start brewing it again, or you're just say, look, once it runs done, it's done. That'd be interesting to find out. So, I mean, the way I understand it, um, once it's done, it's done. Because they want to keep the new ideas flowing, you know, keep, right. you know, keep a new recipe coming in. Um, and they're releasing a beer every two, every th- probably two to three months. Actually, if you look at Jan or look at uh, 2017, they've done three, four, five, six, seven beers this year. Um, all of them are order status. So you can get them now, except for the newest one 
which is uh, a barrel aged coffee. Ooh, you know. Yeah. So um, now here's why. Here's why you think they you insisted they were in Madison because if you go into their about us page, Madison, Madison, Ma- no, they're in Madison. I know they're in Madison. <laughs> in 2011, right. Mobcraft founders Henry and Andrew dreamt up the idea of Crossroads Brewery, where the people decided what brewed. They quickly outgrew their space in Madison and then made their move to Milwaukee in 2016. That's oh, why they were okay. in Madison. Yes. So, but now they're Milwaukee. Okay. Because I, I know it, it's been several years ago the first time I had one, and they started in 2013. I wasn't, I I wasn't drinking. Uh, I know I didn't have any Mobcraft in 2013 or even 14. So, but I did have. Um, I think Laughing Clown was the first one. And are you have, are you halfway? That would have been in 2016 when they were in Madison. So I am halfway after this drink. All right. So let's let's so let's do. The halfway point here. I, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to hold. I could easily move it up to a four. So I don't know why I'm not. I'm still going to go to a four. I still multi flavor. It's really good. Um, It's just a good, solid drinking beer. You know, you have those beers where you're just like, if it's in my fridge, I'm going to drink that. Just hanging out with the guys. So I like this one. I liked it a lot. So uh, I'm at yep. a four. Hey, he's at a four. He's raised it. My quarter. Yeah. What about you? I am. Um, I'm sticking with 4.5 at this point. It's excellent. High, so. Um, I do, but it's so simple. I mean, the the caramel, the hoppiness, the bitterness. It's, it's, it's like a. It's a perfect blend, and I wouldn't. The only reason I'm not going to give it a five is because I can't drink it. I couldn't drink one right after another. That's, that's um, your criteria for a five. You need to be able to drink multiples for the most part. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked about Casper before. That's uh that's one I could just drink all day long. Um, it, it's a little, as I drink it, the, the bitterness is a little more prevalent. So first, first half of the glass, uh, very well balanced. Uh, I'm kind of getting a little out of balance with the bitterness, but still, but still good. And this is a, this is a solid, really good beer for me. I'm still uh, four point five. That's that's a it's a great beer. Looks like we got some good ones this time. It's very nice. Um, so we talked about Mobcraft. We need to schedule a time to visit. Obviously, some other things in the beer world. One that I kind of think is kind of funny. And this is about the big boys, but. Um, <laughs> Business, the big boys. business insider. Everybody brace yourself. We're going to talk about the big boys for a few minutes. Not for long. We're gonna, yeah, not for long here. But uh, Business Insider um, put out a story on December 23rd. We'll link it, of course, in the show notes as always. But the Budweiser has been passed by Miller as a number three beer in America. It's kind of like saying, my shit is better than your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the numbers are huge here. So. Yeah, it, it's insane. It doesn't really matter what the, what the numbers are, but it, it is interesting. It does, though. That... No, we, hold on. We can't skip over the numbers because the numbers to me are funny. So Mega Brewer, <laughs> uh, North American volumes fell over 6% to 31.9 million hectoliters. Hectoliters. While revenues were down 5%. For, I'm guessing that's for, a lot. I don't, know, I don't know what a hectoliter is. Hey, Google, what's a hectoliter? 
Did you hear that? Not, not the first part of it. Hey, Google, what's a hectoliter? One hectoliter equals 26.417 U.S. liquid gallons. Okay, so 26 plus gallons is a, is a hectoliter. And we're talking... 31.32 million hectoliters. That's a lot. That's a lot of gallons. <laughs> that's, a lot, that's a lot of gallons. Yeah. Hey, Google, what's 31.9 times 26? The answer is 829.4. That's a lot of beer. 829 million gallons. <laughs> okay. All right. Now that we have perspective on this, revenues were down I 5%. Because I can't even imagine what that looks like. <laughs> Revenues were down 5% to $4.3 billion, with a B, dollars. Um, dollars, I understand. The, yeah, the dollars, I get. That's for the big mega brewers uh, that we're talking about. That's just in some insane numbers. But the fact that Miller's crappy beer is better than Budweiser's crappy beer. I thought there is one little, one little uh, one-sentence paragraph in this article about... <laughs> Budweiser global sales being down 2.2% in the third quarter. But if you remove the U.S. sales from the picture, they're actually up 4.4%. So, so the does US that tell me causing... that the U.S. is not liking Budweiser? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what it says to me. So let's see. So this is Miller has passed Budweiser as a number three. Number two is Coors. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. Does it tell us what number one is in here? Mm, why why I don't, would you give us? I don't remember why, reading. Why would you give us that bit of information? Yeah, why it passes uh, Miller Lite passes Budweiser's number three, and there's no information on who's number one. <clears throat> Now, there's another article I happen to see on Twitter that I, of course, don't have, so I can't know why I mention it, but I'm going to. Um, oh, here, here, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. The Brewers Association annual list for the biggest brewing companies in the United States based on beer sales volume. Not, su- not surprisingly, AB, Miller Coors, and Paps Blue Ribbon are the three biggest. Though Yingling reprised its position as the largest craft brewer and fourth largest overall Damn, coming strong so that the numbers don't add up though <laughs> if right, miller gonna, if miller passed budweiser as the number miller passed budweiser as the number three beer so is that miller number, number two? two so miller core is number two then paps has to be number one paps blue ribbon is the number one beer in this country well, according to this that article in Business Insider, right. that's that's AB Miller Coors PBR three biggest, Yangling's number four. I am more disappointed in this country than ever at this point. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. That's depressing. Moving news. on, I can't, I can't take that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to better news. How about uh, <laughs> the U.S. officially tops six thousand breweries? That's good news. That is good news. When you when we just talked about the 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 top four, if we just eliminate those just for the sake of they're not good. Six thousand <laughs> six thousand breweries 
I I wish I could remember what the stat was. Um, there was a percentage that I saw recently on the if you if you take the the big boys numbers and compare it to the other five thousand nine hundred ninety five breweries plus the home brewers, the percentage is very the 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 number of uh, barrels is is it's not comparable, but it's it's bigger than I thought it was going to be. Oh, we got, I got to find that. I don't know where I found now, it. According, this is the boys at Bruce studs is where we got this article. Um, and actually this article is old December 13th. Um, but an interesting stat in here is that more than six thousand breweries, 6,000 breweries operate in the U S in 2017 and 83% of 21 year old adults now live within 10 miles of a brewery. Hallelujah. I know. That's friggin' awesome. I live within you, 10 miles of five. Yeah, I know. I mean, too. I live within 10 miles of at least four that I can think of. Yeah. There's four That's... in Green Bay. There's one up in uh, um, Peshtigo, which is yeah, it's a little outside of 10 miles from me, but uh, forgotten, forgotten Fire. That's a little brewery up there. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is really amazing that there are that many breweries and they're that accessible. Now, it, it contributes about half a million jobs. Um, craft beer full-time equivalent jobs had a 7.5% increase since 2014 and it's $67.8 billion. So the craft brewers contribute to the U S economy in 2016. It was a 21.7% increase from 2014. Yeah. So a two year span there, it's increased by almost 22%. Well, that could be why, you know, the, um, the politicians who no, I still refuse to give them any credit whatsoever for doing anything right. Uh, but they did, you know, give the breweries um, some help, some of these small guys, some help with the last tax bill. So mm-hmm. that's, that is very nice. I was just looking at uh, that graphic is actually quite a bit larger. If you, if you, click yeah, no, on I it. just clicked on that too. And you can see that um, one of the, they even, even in the article in the very first paragraph, but they also mentioned on here, um, Brew, beer cations or beer tourism is growing as well um, with the average craft drinking um, or craft drinker visiting three and a half breweries near their homes and two and a half breweries within two hours driving distance. Huh. Beer cations. They're real. They are real. We need, we'll be talking about those at some point here. I mean, I have, well, we're not going to yep. do that. I've, I've, I've definitely visited several breweries and definitely visited California, I guess that counts. That was a long ways away from home, but definitely around Wisconsin and Illinois. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I was I was actually thinking of I, I, again. We we should talk about this later. But I I had a beercation <laughs> idea as I was driving around Green Bay this morning. <laughs> there we go to take a beer beercation right here in Green Bay. Now the other one I see is one point um, one million homebrewers. Uh huh. That's insane. They are producing more. Okay, than so yeah. This is where I got some barrels. One percent of total U.S. beer production is home is home brewers. So you take <laughs> those five thousand nine hundred ninety-five other breweries that aren't the big boys, plus the one point one million home brewers, and the percentage is probably pretty good. Now we will link the graphic the, uh, that we're talking about. We'll link this in yeah. the show notes, and I think this is actually a good one and a good time to plug our Facebook group. We do have a Facebook group um, that is growing and is a lot of fun, actually. 
Um, and so we'll put this out there on the Facebook group. Um, if you'd like to join our Facebook group, uh, go to our website, and there's a link at the very bottom of the page to Facebook and Twitter, and you can come join us there um, at the yeah, Beard Hops we'll, podcast. It, we will link all kinds of things on the on the on the Facebook page. Um, I, I will. Ch- I'm going to try to be more active on it. I mean, Adam is Adam is is uh, populating the page at this point. Uh, I will check in more often than I have been on Facebook. I've, I've not been a big uh, participant in Facebook over the last couple <laughs> it of years. just started to give yourself some, some slack here. It just started, but on the Facebook page, we, we will definitely be posting some stories. Some of them we will talk about on the podcast. Some of them we won't, we'll be asking questions. We actually did post a question today about, Hey, what are some beers that, you know, you'd like us to review? We got some good, good comments, um, some of them we can't get because we just don't live in the area. But, uh, you know, hey, we've already talked about shipping if you want to do that. And that's probably illegal. So if you're listening to me, FBI, don't worry about it. Um, the other thing about this. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, already had an offer for beer to be sent to us. Which yeah, I think is awesome. Yeah. We won't we name any names. So far, we have an offer to, for beer to be sent to us. So great job, guys. I we You know, send it to us. We'll drink it. Yeah, we'll definitely drink it and tell you what we think of it. Um so we'll we'll put this up. We'll be putting this on the Facebook page here shortly. Again, join us on the Facebook page. A nice place just to talk about craft beer with people who uh, like craft beer. So it's a lot of a lot of fun. Um, do we have another story here? I thought we did. Or did you, is there anything uh, else you want well, to add to that story? What's that? Is there anything else you want to talk about on this story? I don't know. No. Can we can move on. Move it on. What was next? More tax news. So, yeah, we talked about the tax news in the last episode. <laughs> What's funny is that, I mean, I'd seen little bits and pieces about it when we talked about it, but now I see it everywhere. Like, everybody's putting up, um, especially a local flavor. Like, this this uh, this this one here is from Denver um, or from Colorado. But just everybody's talking about how great this was going to be. Um, so if you don't, if you don't know, in the most recent tax bill signed, um, by all those politicians, um, there is a portion in this bill that definitely helps the small craft beer brewers. It doesn't help the big guys, which I really like. It doesn't give help to those who are already, you know, are doing fine. But it gives a hand to those small guys who are just trying to freaking make it in most cases. Yeah, the the reduction in the the fifty percent reduction per barrel in the first sixty thousand barrels is 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 going to be a huge, huge thing for, for this, the smaller breweries. So um, this one, this article that we're referring to is uh, Pike's pub, right? Pike, yeah. Pipe. I can't say it. Why do I have so much trouble talking? <laughs> That's really bad for being on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? I'm on a podcast. I really can't talk very well. Uh, this is from the Gazette. Is that the one you're talking about? The, yes. Yeah. The Gazette. Yes. It's a, uh, I have no idea where this newspaper is out of, but it's it's the Gazette. Just look up the Gazette. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, <laughs> one thing that I thought was interesting, though, is that the Colorado, the Boulder, Colorado-based Brewers Association, their CEO basically said that, quote, not a lot has changed since 1862 uh, when it comes to legislation and the excise tax time. rates. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a uh, long time. Yeah. And the, the legis- 40 breweries. Good. Yeah, let's say there, there's 340 breweries in Colorado, and, and according to the article and the quotes here, 334 of the 340 
are going to get the 50% reduction in their federal excise, excise tax. Damn. Rate. That's probably because Cords is out there, right? Well, yeah, but they're not, they're, they're going to, they're only going to benefit on their, on their, the first day of business. Well, that's what I'm saying. The other, the ones <laughs> that aren't going to, to do it are probably the cores. So I'm right. saying, um, but also on this, he said the new legislation rolls back excise tax rates that were instituted on beer in 1862 to help pay for the civil war. So these taxes that we're looking at were put in place to help pay for the civil war. And we're just now rolling them back. What the I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. Oh gosh, my my headphones are dying. I got to get other headphones. But go ahead. Well, I mean, how long has the Constitution been around? Two hundred and really two hundred and seventeen seventy six nineteen. I'm not. <laughs> Seven divided by three since seventeen seventy six. There's a lot of yeah. stuff in that constitution that you should probably be looked at too. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Wait, now we're getting political. Let's not go that route. This could be this can get very dangerous. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. All right. I, uh... It's that ten point two percent alcohol that's making me talk about this shit. <laughs> Damn you. All right. How far are you on your beer now? I won't say damn you, Bells, but damn you, Bells. This is a good beer. Damn you. I love you, Bells. Thank you. That was very nice of you, Bells. It, was very, it is very nice of Bells to make this. I am now a fan, a big fan of barley wine. I will have to try it. First one ever. I, I love it. <clears throat> the, okay, so the only other... thing I will say about Bells... Whenever I see them in the store, I don't know what it is. I think they're part of the big guys. Maybe it's because of the graphics that they use. It's, it's for me. It's just because you can get it everywhere, and they're. I mean, they're they're Michigan. They're not a big boy. I don't. I don't know how many barrels they make every year, but they're they're not huge. Um, I think now, are we saying still... you can get them everywhere just because they're Michigan and we're Wisconsin, Illinois, and we're right here? Right. We can get yes. So if you're listening outside of the this general uh great lakes region the states around the great lakes you may not get it. you may not even have heard of, heard of bells but it's one of the larger craft breweries in our area so i'm the same way when i see it at the store i usually um will maybe look for something else first uh and then come back i've had a lot of a lot of uh the um, offerings from bells uh, i i don't I, I can't think of one that I really didn't like, um, but they're they're bigger for a uh, for a, for a craft brewery. Uh, what's it? Two Hearted Ale. That's the IPA that's really really popular. That's you can get all over the place. Um, but yeah, I, unfortunately, I do I do. They have got a cool website too. Now I'm playing around with it. So yeah, kudos to you. On there too, they got a pretty cool website. Good website. Um, excellent beer, though. I mean they're uh they're they're getting bigger uh there's nothing wrong with that you know keep growing but no, keep they the do, according to um actually it's their website 310 barrels 310,000 sorry barrels a year in 2014 yeah that's that's very small comparatively but, again you can 
relative yeah but from where we live we can get it all over the place so it's 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 not the it's not like a still mank that's just down the in green bay here where it's pretty much distributed just in the green bay area now did you um, talk much about the brewery and the founder for bells i actually just looked it up and i just thought it no was i was just on there on the story page because i may have just spaced out but larry, larry bell um he in 83 he had he had a home brewing supply shop that was just like uh, some of the one last week we did wasn't it um, yep. was it Osos at Home Brew Supply Shop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 85, yep. they began to sell their own beer, produced 135 barrels in their first year. So they went from 135 to 310,000. That's pretty cool. Um, that's, that's a dream story right there. That is cool. I, you know, I, I wanna, I'd love to go to all these breweries. I mean, we talk about, we're going to talk I about so go, I would love to talk to these guys, though. Yeah. Like, I would love that's to talk saying. to go these to the guys breweries. and be like, talk to me about the, the old days. Yeah, talk to me about that when you first There's started. Like, were you scared shitless? Because I've just talked to my wife once or twice about starting a brewery, and that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's some cool pictures on this on the story page here. Going back along, I mean, there's some old pictures of. Um, I'm assuming Larry Bell looks like Larry. Um, back when he had just his first couple of little couple of little tanks, and you know, getting started oh, on things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They do have a really good website. Good job, guys. Looks like they just in this year they began shipping to Texas. Um Texas and New Mexico this year. Wow. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So I mean they it's gonna start showing up actually all over um, throughout the throughout the country. So um 2016 you know, maybe, South Dakota, what? Nebraska, Kansas, Arkansas, Mississippi, West Virginia, Louisiana. Wow. Are they in, where are you at? I'm on their their story page. That 30 year thing that scrolls right to left. Oh, oh the timeline. Oh. And if he tells you right oh. there, that's kind of cool. Oh, I got my old face on. Oh, 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 oh. So I want to say that I've. Do they distribute in Florida? Well, I thought that. I thought that I had a Bell's in Lakeland, Florida. Um, there's a there's a place in Lakeland called the Brass Tap. Uh, amazing, amazing bar. I, I mean, literally, they literally have a hundred beers on tap. I mean, it's their their bar is long and filled with taps. Awesome place, Brass Tap. Um, I thought that I had a Bell's there though. You did. But I don't see. Huh? You did. You did. I just looked it up. Uh, you can get it in Lakeland, Florida. They're at 7-Elevens. They're at different bars. <laughs> I looked up the... See, while you were talking, I looked up the zip code, put in the zip code, and there you go. You're so smart. I have my moments. I really am not. But <laughs> uh, so that's cool. Bells here. is cool. I, I'll have to see if I can uh, talk my wife into going to get some of that tonight. I'm almost done with mine. Well, if I had one in Florida, I didn't check it in untapped, but that good job. I try to keep track. I, I do try to keep track of everything I drink on untapped. There are times when I'm at a bar where it gets a little late. I try something new and Drinking. I just don't think about it. But yeah, I'm looking at untapped, my untapped right now. My top venues, the brass tap is on the top venues, uh, as in Lakeland, Florida. I know I've had one there. I just didn't check it in there. So I'm done with mine. And I think at the halfway point, I was at a four. 
and I think that's where I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm staying at a four. I think I just spilled on my beard. Maybe we should talk about beards a little bit. At some point, we do need we'll to talk about, about beards. Man, I mean, we are bearded hops. Yeah. So yeah, if, uh, that's the other thing. If anybody's, if you guys out there that have uh, their beer drinkers and have have beards, post your beard picture drinking a beer on our Facebook page. We love cool beards. Post your your beard drinking a beer. Post your beard drinking a beer. So I just, I just put it on my put it on my untapped just now, and I'm giving it a four. All right, um, I'm taking my last sip. So for those of you if you if you don't know what Untapped is, then you're truly missing out. Especially if you're a beer drinker, Untapped is an amazing, amazingly fun app, great app for craft beer drinkers. You can go in there; it's basically the Facebook of beer. You go in there, and you can find all these beers. You can even scan in the UPC code, rate it. So you can see what your friends are drinking all that stuff uh for me on untapped i am tall dog beer i am chadillac 907 as i say every week the same as the car but with a ch cadillac 907 i don't own a cadillac i don't like cadillacs uh at all um but i like the name chadillac (laughs) so chadillac 907 is where i'm at on untapped What's your rating, Pookie? And I'm going to rate my beer. My final rating is going to drop by a quarter. I'm going to give it a 4.25. You're dropping it. What's the reason for the drop there? Uh, just the bitterness at the end. Oh, over yeah. I like if if a beer can remain, if it can, if I can keep that same the consistency of bitterness throughout the beer, I wouldn't have changed it. But it it, it just for me, it got a little more bitter the farther and farther I went. And I could drink another one right now, no problem. Because I do like bitter, I like bitter beer, but it changed. the The balance dropped off just a little bit. So I'm I'm four point five yeah. to start. I'm going to finish at a four two five. Very very yeah, good beer. beer. Yeah. Well, I think we've done. I think we've done number three. Sweet. Yes. Uh, um, happy Sweet. New Year, everybody, and hopefully you have some good beers. Um, or you had good beers by the time you listened to this over the New Year holiday, and. Uh, yeah, happy New Year! Uh, we are uh, Brittany and I are doing a little New Year's weekend getaway uh, this weekend, and she was just telling me before we started this podcast that we're stopping for lunch tomorrow at a place that has a fantastic craft beer selection. So nice! I'm already looking forward to lunch tomorrow. We are uh, doing a murder mystery dinner at our house. Oh, that sounds fun! Yeah. I, I don't know. I plan on drinking plenty and not remembering any of it, but um, so I plan to bring in 2018. So bring it in 2018 with some craft beer. And, yep. Uh, so hopefully you guys will, um, if you haven't already, you will go ahead and subscribe. You'll be able to keep up with us uh, in 2018. Hopefully 2018 will be a great year for the Beard and Hops podcast. Hopefully we'll be able to do these once a week. We're trying. Uh, we both tend I, to travel, like Chad uh, mentioned last time. We both tend to travel yep. for work. So maybe spaces where we just can't do it, but we're we're definitely working on it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we will. Uh, I think the weekly podcast, I think, is is very doable, except for those those few little times throughout the year that we just the timing just isn't going to work. But uh, maybe we can 
maybe we can you want to do another one right now we could do another podcast right now and have one in can't. i'm just all about drinking some more beer <laughs> I, I would, my wife is i have to, maybe later tonight we could um i have to go somewhere but uh, after that i'm free uh but everybody thank you so much for listening uh be sure to go to itunes or the google play store hit subscribe you can also go to our website uh beardedhops.com you can get all the links there see the show notes all that good stuff and please don't forget about facebook we'd like to hear from you talk to you on facebook if you have any beers you want us to try we would love to know about it. You can hit us, like I said, on Facebook or the Twitters at Bearded Hops. Or email Chad or email. at beardedhops.com or Adam at beardedhops.com. We'd love to hear we from you. Hear from Same you. thing. Uh, yep. Give us your comments, your uh, critiques, your recommendations. Give us your beer. Go give us your beer. Put them up. Give us your beer. <laughs> don't give us your beer. I don't want to take your beer. I don't want to take your beer from you, but sure. I'm not going to take your own personal beer, but if you got a beer you want to try, Give us your beer. It's a six pack. You can share one with us. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. See ya. And we're done. Look at that. See? And I had to hurry up and end it because my headphones are dying. <laughs> I, kept, <laughs> I kept putting one in the charger and then taking one out and listening. And then I'd hear the doo 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 like it's about to die. And then, okay, shit. Let's switch it. Put the other one in. I don't know what happened. I think the charging thing is, is low. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Have a good one. Yeah.